0: Welcome to LocksportsCast, your weekly source for Locksport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 48, recorded May 1st, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, Should Pick Sets Be Illegal? Locksmith Licensing Requirements by State. First Public Pick of the Vachette VIP Plus. Master Key Attacks. A Remote Lockpick Village for Diana Initiative by Lockpick Extreme. Shoutout Monday's 100th Shoutout Celebration. Speed Locks Tournament of Champions 2021 update, the Abloy Beat Padlock, a new Abloy pick, sales, and giveaways. You can find the audio version of this show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can find the video version on YouTube. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the length of show notes and links, but you can always find full show notes with links at thelocksportscast.com. Quick announcements in relation to my giveaway, my monthly giveaway. Uh, Rubberbanded helped me out and uh, sold me some $20 gift codes for his site, hooligankeys.com. He has both pre-cut keys for all of the, you know, common sets. He has his lock impressioning handle and files. And he also has some uh, picks over there. So that is now an option in the giveaway. So the options now for the giveaway are to take the pack lock um, or the hooligankeys.com $20 gift code. And uh, I did the drawing finally for my March giveaway, finally. Um, and congrats to three raccoons in a raincoat for his win on that first up in the news this week is a video that was posted to lockpicking101.com's discord it is an older video but it was by maker b on youtube and it's turning stainless steel bolts into a combination lock the description reads this is how i made a combination lock from stainless steel bolts A lot of machining and uh, care went into making this, and it's a very cool little uh, video. You might want to go over there and check that out if you're into watching people make things. And Dr. Locke on YouTube made a video this week entitled, Warning, you can buy this for $39 and do crime? In his description, he says, Do you feel it's safe to teach everyone to pick locks? Do you think that lock picks and lockpicking instructions should be sold over the counter at your local electric hobby store? Am I the only one that can see an issue with this? What about community safety? Do you feel it's a good thing that you can buy tools over the counter at your local store that you can be dressed for having? That's a terminology we don't use much here in the United States. <laughs> I wonder why burglars now use lockpicks instead of crowbars. Okay. So I watched the video and I had a few thoughts and a few things that I wanted to, to say in, a, in relation to that. It sounds like he's advocating for something that the electronics industry and previously the mechanical locks industry have determined are bad ideas, which is security by obscurity. We've been through this many times in the past and security through obscurity doesn't work. Somebody knows will know the secret they will find it out and then everybody gets the knowledge and it's it's not secure anymore so if the problem is the locks aren't secure they have some real weaknesses then the locks are the problem not the knowledge being out there he says picks and other tools shouldn't be sold to people without a license but says it's okay for lock supporters. so does that mean we need to license to practice our hobby seems kind of uh orwellian to me what about the fact that anybody can make these tools from cheap, easily obtained material? I've got a whole stack of street sweeper bristles that I find on my uh, walks. They're everywhere. And they're easy to turn into picks. So, you know, the, information, the secret is out. That information is out there. It is online. There are videos. There are websites. It's everywhere. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. He seems upset that he will now have to sell quality locks instead of cheap crap with all standard pins. And I can kind of get that because he's competing against the big box stores that are just selling cheap locks. However, maybe it's his job to explain to people why they shouldn't be buying the cheap locks, demonstrate how easy it is to pick if that is the case and uh, try and sell them a better lock. And if not, that's their choice. And most criminals don't own or carry picks, and those that do don't most of them don't seem to be actually using them. They criminals are want a quick and easy guaranteed entry. They're not out there wanting to sit in front of your house for five minutes to a half an hour trying to pick your lock because you know it may or may not be easy. Um, I'd have kind of a special insight into this since I have a standing Google alert for lockpicking stories. And I cover the criminal stories in this episode and I can easily cover all the ones that I come across in every episode because very few criminals do carry picks. Less of them seem to be using them. Like I said, lockpicking is generally not the quickest, easiest way to get in someplace. And it's not standard lock picks that you see a lot of criminals using on cars even. They're using other methods which are also well-known. So maybe a better solution to all this is for the industry to stop relying on cheap, easily-picked locks or public education so that people know the problems with these locks and they can make the decision to get a better lock. Or if you want to do it through legislation or laws, then maybe instead of making the picks and the knowledge illegal, how about maybe you put the onus on the manufacturers and you make a law that requires the manufacturers to meet minimum requirements for locks and maybe attach liability to the manufacturer. If it's proven that the lock was picked or easily bypassed, maybe they can be held liable for the damages. I don't personally advocate that. I'm not one for overreaching government personally, but I'm just saying, if you want to make a law, maybe that's the way to go about it instead of going about it, trying to. Pretend the knowledge is, doesn't exist and the tools aren't easily makeable. Moving on to community related news, we have what appears to be the first public pick of the Vichette VIP Plus by HV Logic. He put out a video on that, and the description reads Can't find any other videos on this lock, so I think this is a world's first public pick. This is the upgraded version of the Vichette VIP. Reasonable is e- reasonably easy pins, but brutal keyway and tight tolerances. So congratulations to HV Logic on that one. There's a new post on the Tool Black Bag website by Jan Willem. The, it's entitled Cellular Cyber Key. And he says, a friend knows I'm into electronic locks and he gave me his Cyber Key key as a present. He did not have the locks to share, so you will have to do with pictures of the key. Let's just admire the construction and not worry about all the ways you would break in break an electronic access system like this. So I'll have a link to that story in the show notes. It's kind of a cool little uh, key. I'd like to know a little bit more about how it actually works. And Matt Burrow put out a tweet saying, If you missed my talk on Master Key Attacks at last year's Layer 8 Con, it's now online. And he provided a link to his talk entitled Inside Master Key Attacks Real World EOP. It's, it's a good talk. I enjoyed it. And then in the uh, talk, he also references... Uh, I'm so horrible with these names. Wire's Weir's uh, talk entitled Attacking Master Keyed Systems the Easy Way, where he goes about it via impressioning. So both good talks that uh, show some of the ways to derive grandmaster keys from looking at other keys, basically. And on Instagram, the Diana Initiative posted a post that said, Since 2017, Lockpick Extreme has partnered with the Diana Initiative to provide a lockpick village at DI's annual conference. Despite not being able to meet in person this year, we are still able to provide a lockpicking workshop remotely. We'll send you a kit, including locks and picks that are yours to keep, our workshop requires no previous experience in lock picking and a majority of participants leave being able to open the equivalent of a standard front door house lock. Class size is limited to ensure all participants can receive one-on-one instruction and guidance. Looks like it is taking place on Saturday, July 17th, 2021 at 11 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Registrations for the event will close on Sunday, July 4th. They have to have time to, uh, ship you kits basically after you purchase them the purchase price includes access to the war- remote workshop as well as your selection of two different lockpick training kits a standard or a premium version and uh, you do have to buy the kit to get into the session uh, and then it goes on to a few other details about the talk i'll leave a link in the show notes Now, I wasn't personally familiar with what the Diana Initiative is, so I went to their website to look it up, and I just thought I'd share that here. It is a conference focused on women, diversity, and inclusion in information security that embraces all genders, sexualities, and skill levels. The Diana Initiative features multiple speaker tracks, fully expanded villages with hands-on workshops, and a woman-led Capture the Flag event. Our 2020 slogan was breaking boundaries bite by bite, allowing us to focus on different ways that representation in cybersecurity, whether gender, sexuality, skill level, or red, blue, purple team alignment can help protect data today and into the future. Thank you to everyone who made our virtual event a resounding success, from the hardworking staff and volunteers to the amazing speakers and sponsors who made it possible. We look forward to another amazing year as we move on to 2021. So, I will share a link to their website directly as well in the show notes. And with that, I have a note sent in by Pocket Woman. She says, Just a short note to let your listeners know that for the month of May, the Shoutout Monday series will be celebrating our 100th shoutout. To make this more of a special occasion, Starlock and Pocket Woman will be adding a special prize in addition to the 20 pound credit at Law Lock Tools for the month of May only. The prize will be a set of lighted followers suitable for American lock cores and 12mm cores. These will, be, these will be made by Pocket Woman and sent from Australia to enter anywhere in the world. After the month of May, the Shoutout Monday series will be changing, and we will announce those changes on the Lock Sportscast closer to that time. We wish to thank everyone who has been supporting the Shoutout Monday series through subscribing or commenting or entering the monthly draws. There will be eight shoutouts for the month of May, so eight chances to enter the draw for a 20-pound Law Lock Tools credit and a pair of Pocket Woman Light followers. The Shoutout Money series promotes LockSport channels under 100 subscribers and is a fantastic way to find new and old channels. So congratulations, 100 shoutouts. That takes a while to accomplish, so good on them for sticking with that. It's good for the community. And there has been an update posted for the Speedlocks Tournament of Champions 2021. Pre-orders have ended. They say a big thank you to everyone who pre-ordered their Speedlocks Tournament of Champions 21 2021 Tournament Lock. We have a whopping 30 pickers who have thrown their hat into the ring. The following people have decided to go for the gold and they list all the participants, but I won't go in for brevity's sake. I won't go into that here. Because of all those awesome pickers, the prize pool has increased tremendously. The grand prize currently consists of a master lock number four and number six, a Berg Wachner Atlantic, Quickset Mortis, Abus 64 Ti tantalum Dom 3033 RNT, a Commando Marine, Schlage Everest, Mako 427, Kaba 8, Turo, Medico Biaxial, Quickset Smart Key Gen 3, Schlage Everest 29 SL Primus XP. Mako M2 7-pin SFIC, 4, Custom digs Trays, Custom Pick, 3D Printed Followers and Holders, Silver American Lock 1166, and a Silver Abus 7440 Lotto. They say, May 3rd, 2021, we will place the bulk order with the factory, and our goal is to get these locks into everyone's hands before the tournament start date of June 1st. Tune in to RunePicker's YouTube channel next Saturday at 5-8-2021 at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard's time for a live stream announcement and creation of the tournament bracket. And Abloy has a new padlock. The Abloy Beat, a high-end Bluetooth padlock for critical infrastructure protection. They say introducing Abloy Beat, a new benchmark in Keyless Solutions, heralding a new era of effortless mobile con- connectivity with... CEOS, credential technology for best in class security and privacy protection. Featuring a newly designed super weatherproof Bluetooth padlock operated with our new digital key and mobile app, always in sync with your security situation within all critical infrastructure, industry, and businesses, BEAT is a digital innovation within our continuously evolving digital portfolio a special-designed, super weatherproof padlock. Abloy Beat has newly designed keyless, super weatherproof IP68 approved padlock with a Bluetooth BLE 4.2 connection range of 50 meters. Made to perform at all times in the most demanding environments, Beat is functional both online and offline, as the convenience of a mobile app access from wherever you are. The Alloy Beat mobile app. Allows flexible access and activation of user rights. And they really go into a lot of the management stuff. Um, I found out about this from a post on Twitter by Finnish Lockpicking Service. They say, has this lock's code been verified independently or do we still have to blindly trust that it is all done correctly with the implementations? Did not seem to find the documentation nor code for it. And I'll just leave you with with his words on that one. I won't speak on this one again. Also, Finish Lockpicking Service has been designing a new Abloy Classic lockpick. They have uh, some prototype handles done, and they've been doing some more testing. So, I will have links to the Twitter posts on that in the show notes if you want to go check it out. Looks like it's for your your basic Abloy Classic style padlocks. And Speedlocks.org has announced. A couple new speed-picking records. We have a first record on the pac 98 Pro picked by the Tin Man 1986 in 45.61 seconds, and a new record for the Assa Decimo with eight sliders picked by Lemon in 28.3002 seconds. That's pretty precise. How much time does a single frame of video take? Hmm. Anyway... (laughs) on Lockpickers United Karate Belts. The latest purple belts are Gravity Karma and Sterling. Dusty and Wendy is now a brown belt, and Soyotos is a red belt. So congratulations to all of you. And for anyone not familiar with the system, there has been some confusion by people, I think. Um, it's not my system. It is Lockpickers United. So you can find out more at the r lockpicking subreddit or at the Lockpickers United Discord server. They're the ones with all the answers. It's their system, it's their mods that, that grant the belts and do all that. So I'll have links in the show notes to the uh, belt ranking information page on the subreddit. Um, also, you can go back and listen to uh, my episode number two, Breaking the Rules and Getting the Belt, where I explain some of it. But the best source of information is the information page on the lockpicking subreddit it is kept up to date that is your definitive guide and now it's time to take a break and say thank you to the people that made this episode possible we'll start off with the founding executive producers patreon supporters uh, bill n medler pandafrog michael gilchrist starrylock william's brain dave tobe decipherbird lebon's locksport journey pat from uncensored tactical ph three raccoons in a raincoat and chirel and uh chief content producer for this episode is Chirel again the other content producers for this episode and i might have screwed this up because this list seems really short but there really wasn't much news this week but we have hv logic joshua gonzalez mr black magic panda frog pocket woman rune and starry Lock. and and i think that's it so remember the show is only possible because of the information provided by the community Uh, I spent a lot of time this week trying to dig up stuff and actually ended up with quite a long episode. It's probably going to be a little long, but that was because of a lot of, of my time looking all this stuff up and I can't afford to spend that much time every week. So please, 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 if you can only do one thing to support this show, send me some information, just any little bit of information you can come across, send it in, please. It makes my life so much easier. Other things you can do. Share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. The more people are listening, hopefully the more people that can send in information. Leave a comment, a review on your favorite podcasting platform, a thumbs up and a comment on YouTube. You can subscribe or donate on Patreon or PayPal. You do get uh, episodes early if you're on Patreon. It's usually about a day, about a week for uh, the interview episodes, which come out every once in a while. If you support the show with a donation or information I use in the show, I will give you a credit in the show notes. Sometimes I mess those up, but I try my best and I try, if you let me know or I discover that I got it wrong, I will go back and make a correction in the next episode. On to the state of the podcast. I, As I stated earlier, I did modify the giveaway to include the option of the gift card, gift certificate, gift code, whatever. Currently, hooligankeys.com, $20 gift code is an option. Also, I am working on a new Lockheed Awards website but it's gonna be a little while because I don't have any experience with WordPress and my time is very limited to learn it and get it done between my job and this podcast. So hopefully I'll have things up and running by the end of the year when the Lockheed Awards come around. So this is also your reminder, make sure you're paying attention to videos you want to nominate for the next Lockheed Awards. Uh, if you want to send me feedback, you can go to the locksportscast.com contact and you can leave me a message. You can uh, send me in a video or audio clip too. I can play those on the show. As long as you keep it family and work safe and reasonable length, no politics, yada, yada, yada. I will uh, share it on the show. Now, on to other things. I wanted to congratulate, personally, Lockpicking Patrolman on passing his locksmith test. Congratulations, buddy. Well done. If you haven't already, make sure you go check out his Cop to Locksmith vlog series. He's got a playlist for it, and uh, been rooting for him for for that test for a week here, so glad to hear he passed it. And while we're on that subject, just by coincidence, I ran across an article uh, that came out this week called are locksmiths regulated everything you need to know in 2021 quickly locksmith miami so it's by a locksmith in miami quickly locksmith but what was interesting they go over a lot of stuff but one of the things they do is they list the locksmith regulations and the state license requirements by state so i just thought i'd read through those really quick here alabama any locksmith operating in alabama needs to apply for a license Licensing requirements include location, proof of liability insurance, a background check, and educational testing. They also need to pay a licensing fee. California. If you want to perform locksmith duties in California, you need to apply for a license through the Bureau of Security and Investigative Services. It's illegal to operate otherwise. Connecticut. Locksmiths in Connecticut need to register with the state by complying or by completing a locksmith registration form, a criminal history report, and an FBI criminal background check are also required along with the necessary application fee. Illinois: anyone who plans to work in private security in Illinois, including locksmiths, requires a license from the Department of Professional Regulation. Not only do you need to be over the age of 21, but you also need proof of insurance and to successfully pass an exam. In Louisiana, the Louisiana state fire marshal is responsible for managing locksmith licensing in this state. Proof of liability and workers' compensation insurance is required, as is a background check. In Maryland, locksmiths uh, need to apply for a license via the Department of Labor. Fingerprints, a background check, and proof of liability insurance are requirements. Nebraska, Applying for a locksmith license in Nebraska is as simple as filing a short form and paying a small licensing fee to the counter clerk. You need to provide three character references, though. In New Jersey, the Board of Examiners of Electrical Contractors take care of locksmith licenses in New Jersey. Applicants must be at least 18 years old, pass a background check, and be able to maintain a surety bond of no less than $10,000. Nevada, locksmiths in Nevada need to apply for a license from the sheriff of the county in the area where their business is located. An application and personal history form need to be completed. In North Carolina, licensing is handled by the North Carolina Locksmith Licensing Board. To apply, a background check and examination need to be completed. A small fee is also required. In Oklahoma, locksmiths need to be at least 21 years old and be cleared as competent by a judge. They should also meet other standards outlined by the board relating to the locksmith sector. In Oregon, the to apply for license locksmiths in Oregon need to complete an online application form, submit a criminal history report and take a locksmith certification test. All of this can be done online. There are a few things that are omitted. I will get to, I know because I live in Oregon and I looked this up after I saw this. So I will go over those after the rest of these states. So just take this for what it is. Some of these may be generally right, but may have some omissions. Tennessee, the commissioner of commerce and insurance handles locksmith registration and licensing in Tennessee. Not only is a written and practical exam required, but a background check too. In Texas, To operate as a locksmith, you need to register with the Texas Board of Public Security. A background check is required as is proof of liability insurance. All licenses are processed and managed by the Texas Locksmith Association. In Virginia, locksmiths need to complete a 25E locksmith entry level program as well as the general application process. There is also a small fee that is payable to obtain the license. All other states that don't appear on this list might not necessarily require a locksmith to have a license, but some do have their own laws. For example, Quickly Locksmith in Miami is required to have at least one licensed locksmith in our employee in order to operate in the state of Florida. And then he goes on to a few other things, but I wanted to go over state of Oregon things here that may have been left out. First of all, yes, you have to register online, fill out an online application, pay the fee, take the test, complete a criminal history information, uh, pay an additional fee for the two-year certification. You have to pass the criminal background check. So after all of that, your locksmith certification has to be associated with a CCB license. You have to have a contractor's license associated with your locksmith. That either can be either be you go work for a locksmith service that already has somebody there with a contractor license, or you have to obtain your own, and that can be a general contractor or a specialty contractor license, but you do have to have a contractor license. You also have to have insurance and a surety bond before you can start practicing. All right, now we'll go on to the crazy locksmith story from American Key Supplies website. It says, I was called out to a local jail in their vehicle loading bays where they loaded inmates up to go to court or on other transports. What happened was the guards were loading their van preparing for court transport 40 miles away at the marshal's office when they locked the keys in the van with approximately eight or so inmates that were restrained and separated by the cage from accessing the keys. There's no punctuation in there anywhere. From the sounds of the inmates, they had been locked up in the transport van for some time and started getting verbal with the guards and also rocking the van. Upon arrival at the facility, I had to be searched and escorted through two gates into the security area and was only allowed to carry in the bare minimum tools with me to open it up. I chose the Big Easy with an inflatable wedge due to them not allowing me to carry in anything that might be used as a weapon or be used to open other locks. After opening the vehicle, they had to unload the inmates, so they placed me behind another locked area and unloaded the inmates back inside the facility to verify they were restrained and allow them to use the restroom. I was kept on site for an additional 15 minutes, just waiting. When the van was reloaded and the guard was sitting in it, then I was escorted back through the gates. And we move on to the criminal news. I don't actually have any lock-picking criminals this week nothing nothing came up on my searches however chyrell did share a uh, video with me out of houston texas that kind of the the story sounds like a grand theft auto style caper so i saw i'd share that here police say they received a report of a burglary at the bayou bend museum a branch of the museum of fine arts at around 7 30 p.m tuesday They saw two people running out of the mansion and down to the bayou where they took off in a boat. They went east until they saw police on top of a bridge. They did a U-turn and hid from the helicopter. The suspect's boat was discovered by the HPD dive team near a large storm drain culvert. The police followed them into the culvert, but the suspects, suspects escaped, leaving behind the boat. And they don't know, as of this video, they didn't know if anything was taken because the curators were going to have to do a full inventory to see if anything was missing. (laughs) Now, question is, did they leave behind their boat or did they leave behind a boat they stole? As we move on to sales, Joshua Gonzalez sent in one that is for ushardware.com. This was posted in the Lockpickers United Discord, I guess. and. We don't know for sure how long it will work if there's an expiration, but it says it's for returning customers. And we guess it'll probably be good for a little while. It's a $15 off coupon for returning customers. If you use the code, I'm back. I am back. And it says it's for returning customers, but even though uh, Joshua Gonzalez hadn't purchased anything from them before, it seemed to want to let them use it. So uh, they do sell locks over there. They have ASA maximum security restricted cylinder that you can get for $21 after the discount. They also have some uh, high security rim mortises and a few other things. I saw somebody mentioned something about other high security locks. So you might want to go check that out. Also, we have the I, I didn't have time to check these today. I was working today, so I haven't had time to check to see if all these were valid yet, but we have the usual 10% off at 3D Lock Support with the code PACKLOCK10. 15% off Mako Locks with the code BUYMAKO. They probably still have their Black Friday Specials page up. Like I said, didn't test it. And UKLockPickers.co.uk with 10% off with the code GIFT. Give them a shot if you're interested. I can't verify this week if they work enough. In giveaways, Mr. Black Magic has started his giveaway where he says you can win a lock cam and more. Hashtag LockMagic200. The rules. Be a subscriber to the channel. Upload a video picking a lock you have not picked before. In the same video, take. No cuts before or after the picking. No gutting required. You should perform a little magic trick. A card trick, a coin magic, etc. Be creative. The trick you perform should be unique in this challenge. At least there should not be another entry uploaded that is older than two hours with basically the same trick performed. One entry for each person and one extra entry if the trick is very original or really well-performed, up to two total entry points. The giveaway will run six weeks until the 10th of June. The winner will be chosen by drawing. Use the hashtag LockMagic200 for your video title and link his channel in the description. And shipping has to be covered by the winner. And I know you were trying to convince me to, to enter Mr. Buckbagic, but I really I really don't have time. <laughs> I'm trying to get this video shot at the last minute here uh, after working a 12-hour shift, and I got to get to bed so I can get up, and, and I got to find time to edit it, too. So I really mean I do not have time to enter people's giveaways. I'm really sorry. Please don't take offense, anybody. This... Between work, family, other uh, responsibilities and this podcast, I don't have time. Um, I said it in my live stream. I clocked what I spend on this podcast, and it is between 15 to 20 hours a week between depending on how much information gets sent in. Uh, so I just don't have time. I'm sorry. Other giveaways, the sloth picker is doing that giveaway still. the speed sloth giveaway that is the first round. I think runs till the 15th of May, where you're, he's giving away seven Master Lock 6835s, and those people that win those go on to the second round. Check out the rules on his site. The video is The 7 Deadly Sins, hashtag Speed Sloth. Check it out. Link in the show notes if you need it. Room Picker does his giveaways of his challenge locks that he has picked the previous week. He gives away in a giveaway. So check out his believe those are on Saturdays. Panda Frog has his monthly giveaway of his challenge coin and random locks. So go check out his. I uh, haven't had time to check and see if he has his May video up yet, but I'm pretty sure I saw that he did the, the draw for the April one. Um, but since it's a monthly thing, keep going and checking. It doesn't end. CLK, CLK Supplies keeps doing their giveaway. So you can check out with them every week. And uh, make sure you uh, comment on their videos with the hashtag lock I believe is how you enter, but check the rules to double check. I haven't pulled them all down. Starlock lock and pocket woman shout out Monday series. As we mentioned earlier this month, they're doing the 20 pound law lock tools, gift certificate and the lighted followers from pocket woman. So make sure you uh, check out the channels they're suggesting and leave your comments and subscribe. I have my monthly giveaway running for the pack lock and or the, or the pack lock, sorry, not and or pack lock or a gift certificate. Uh, so you can head over to the locksportscast.com, click on the giveaway tab there, and you will find the rules for that. Basically just uh, send me some information, please information. You send me information. I use it in the show. Even if somebody else sent it, you both get entries. Don't hesitate to send me information. Uh, If you share the podcast um online and you tag me so i know that you've shared it i will get you an entry for that as well and that's how you do that remember to send me any information you have that's locksport related even if you don't think it's that important it might just go with something else that i have going like some of these locksmith they all join in together if not No harm done. Um, If somebody else sent it, it doesn't matter. Again, send it anyway. I'll still give you credit in the giveaway. I just want the information. It saves me so much time. It can save me 5 to 10 hours a week. So send the information and keep it legal.